Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host Adam Aniba of the Burgundy and Gold Report. Hey Adam, happy hey, National Margarita going, Day. <laughs> I had to stick that in there. I had to, I'm doing great. I'm doing great because it's, ha- it's National Margarita Day. Though I have to wonder why is happy National Margarita Day in the middle of like a snowstorm across the U.S. But, you know, it is what it is. I suppose someone programmed this at some point, maybe Patron or something. Hey, are you a fan of margaritas, right. Adam? Um, maybe about 10 years ago, pre-children, yeah, but there's not too much uh, margarita drinking going on these days. Maybe a couple <laughs> beers or a uh, co- late-night cocktail, but uh, nothing like margaritas, no. Especially uh, I, during I, uh, COVID. It's not happening. <laughs> I, well, so I agree with that. I think there's not, not a whole lot of margarita feel in the middle of a, of a pandemic. And, and quite frankly, not really in the middle of a snowstorm and, like, rainstorm, right. rain slush. That, none of that stuff seems to mix well. I think margaritas go well with some sun, you know? I kind of have to have yeah. that kind of – a little bit of sun out there. Then I can enjoy a margarita. I'm actually more of a sangria person myself if I'm going to go down that yes, route. Sir. But, hey, yes, oh, yeah, see, it, I got to go. Red <laughs> or white sangria out here? What, what are we talking about red. here, Adam? What's, not red? even a question. Yeah. Red, That's right. not yeah. even a question, go, yeah. Absolutely. Go traditional, man. <laughs> well, anyway, we got lots to talk about today, including the Carson Wentz trade between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts, the future of the Eagles without Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, oh my gosh, who are they going to have left? And they're going to have a new coaching staff, so what is, what's going to happen there? Potential trade spots for Sam Darnold, other potential quarterback trade targets, and our DIR prospect of the week, and much, much more. So let's go ahead and get this rolling. All right, the Indianapolis Colts acquired Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles on February 18th in exchange for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. The conditional second-rounder becomes a first-round pick if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70% and the team makes the playoffs. The Eagles will also take a $33.8 million in dead money cap penalty, the largest amount in NFL history for a single player. Apparently, the subsequent news is that the Chicago Bears, the only other serious team in the race, never actually made an offer. Wentz is just 28 and will have an opportunity to start fresh with the surging Colts team, while Jalen Hurts looks to be the starter in Philly, at least for now. So, Adam, what's your take on this trade? How does this help both the Colts and the Eagles? And who got the better side of this one? You know, I'd I'd sit here and say, hey, we called it, you know, on the last show, but (laughs) I don't think it was a big secret around the league. I think this was the only real realistic situation that was going to happen. I think Mm -hmm. if it wasn't going to be the Colts, it probably was just going to maybe lead to a release. I don't know. But uh, the connection with Frank Reich, of of course, it's going to happen. I think that he's hoping he could probably get a season like he got out of Phillip Rivers at minimum, but by right. adding a you know, few weapons here, maybe they can get even farther you know, than they did. But uh, there's no mistaking to me right now that the Eagles just did, did do good enough in this trade because you're talking about the dead cap hit. Okay, next right. year it can be as high as a first-round pick. But if we're looking at the Colts, I still I see them, if he can stay healthy, even you know, if it's shaky, 10-11, win so you're talking about a late first round so they lose in this situation because if they couldn't pull out you know a package of third you know maybe even more this year 
I, I can't see how they do it because they knew that they were going to be releasing receivers. They're going to be losing players. You know, right. try to get some more assets. Try to get some more. You know, what's wrong with getting? That's what I don't understand. What's wrong with getting some fifth, sixth rounders? We've seen exactly. how many of these guys really ball out, and to just say, okay, well, we'll take the third in the conditional next year. To me, that's lazy. So, you know, I hope that we'll see more trades where teams are looking to get that extra, you know, couple picks here and there. Because I think Detroit showed the extra, you know, you can get some extra picks out of it if you really, you know, push oh, the yeah. envelope. But there's no, there's no question here that, you know, the Colts came out right at top of the trade. But the thing is, he's got to stay healthy. You've got an offensive line there can help him with that. Um, I think you're going to see him dial it back a lot as far as, you know, moving around, trying to, you know, scramble, put the, you know, game on his uh, back. Because I think that they, you know, Paris Campbell, you know, guys, they don't have any world breakers over there, but they have enough guys where they can create a lot of quick games, slam digs, you know, things that can really get that going. And those running backs, those running backs will make all the difference. But I see him staying healthy. That That's a 10-11 win team right there for me. Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, I mean, that's a good point, actually, that you raise about who they have in place right now and whether they have what they need to win. Because if you look at the wide receivers they have there, I mean, of course, T.Y. Hilton kind of fell off a cliff this year, came back midseason, then who knows what happens out there. You mentioned Paris Campbell. Of course, there's Michael Pittman Jr. there as well. A lot of other people on the list there, not really exciting. Zach Pascal, I mean, I don't know. Do they have what they need in terms of targets for Wentz to be successful, assuming he can fix his mechanical problems? Right. No, it's good you brought up Pascal. He's a guy evaluated. Uh, Pitts is a guy evaluated. Really good receivers. No, none of them are mistaken for raw receiver one right now. Like I said, right. bring it back to the running backs. Naheem Hines, Taylor, the guys that they have, don't sleep on what they can do in that passing game and running game. Hines, that guy's a glorified receiver at running back. So I think mm-hmm. you can get a lot going with him. And I think you can see a lot of what Reich did with went in Philadelphia translating to what you're going to see in Indianapolis this year. Difference is, I think this is a stout line, and I think they're going to add to it. I think you have my guy Darius Leonard in the back, you know, leading that defense. I think the sky's the limit for this team. So, you know, the situation with Carson Wentz, um, a lot of the locker room discussions, a lot of, you know, talk about he wasn't liked around there. A lot of people are saying, you know, similar to what happened with RG3 in Washington that glorious year. Reich had that great year with him. Uh, a little more than that was out. So the question is, could they regain what they had that year? But honestly, I think they can. Again, I think that a 10-11 win is not out of the question with a team that has that kind of defense and that kind of run game in place. I think you add a couple receivers. This is the draft to, you know, go two, three wide receivers straight on day, on, uh, day three of the draft. So uh, they have, they're going to have a lot of great options. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, interestingly enough, and this is something you brought up there, they have a really solid offensive line in place right now, allowing the second least sacks in the NFL last season, something that Carson Wentz will need to have if we want them to remain healthy throughout the season. So let me ask you that question. You know, this is a, obviously this deal looks different if Wentz does play 75% of the snaps or they play 70% and gets to the playoffs. Eagles end up with a first round pick there. Looks different on both sides. Do you think he's going to get to that point? And if they get to that point, does the deal switch at all? Or do you think it's more even at that point? I think the 70%, that definitely went in the Colts' favor. I think if Philly tried to up that percent to maybe, you know, 85 or higher, I see him missing a couple games, but nothing substantial because I think they're going to dial it back. Like I said, that offensive line is going to play to their strengths, and I see no reason that he's going to probably play 14 games. I see him missing maybe two games for nagging this or that, but, you know, 14 games, as crazy as it sounds, 
if you just look at this offensive line, um, top to bottom, what they have going in the run game, there's going to be a lot less, less pressure on him as opposed to Philadelphia when, you know, 40, 45, 50 passes a game. I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to see that early on. You're going to see more, you know, 20, 20 to 25 passes, you know, if it's going their way, 25 to 30 runs uh, divvied up among that uh, those uh, running backs. But I think it really plays in his strength. Like you talk about getting a player missing piece. It might not be the missing piece to a Super Bowl, but to me, that could be a missing piece to a playoff win. And that's what I see. I see 10, 10 11 wins, and I think they can get to the playoffs and, you know, squeak out a win. But, again, this is all based in it on you have a decent free agency, you have an attractive spot now, and you go into the draft and you address the positions of need. So I see this team as a legit uh, team to watch next year. It's not about my confidence in him. It's the confidence of everything they've put around him. Yep, and, and I, I've uh, you know, looked around, and there's been lots of talk about what they do now in the draft. Obviously, they can now switch away from quarterback, and there are a couple different priorities that have been identified, some of which you've already talked about, uh, one of which is receiver, a pass rusher, perhaps a defensive back, maybe a tackle. Do you have any thoughts on which way you would want to go first for the Indianapolis Colts? I think that they've started to build a really solid line, but I think their receivers have like really fallen, fallen flat. So I think if they can somehow make a move um, to move up, um, but I think if they stay pat, you've got a lot of options in this draft at receiver. You know, you've got Bateman in Minnesota mm-hmm. that he would be a perfect fit into what they're trying to run. Cause I think you have Paris Campbell, you know, he's your gadget guy. You, you know, put him in the slot here and there. Uh, you have Pitt, uh, uh, Pittman on one side, but you know, if you bring in a guy, like Bateman, if you just watch what he did in Minnesota, you can move him all around. You know, he's not that burner guy, but they have that burner guy in Paris Campbell. So I think that look for a guy like Bateman to go to uh, the Colts. That will be probably an early round option for them. Um, You know, you start to get to the back half of, you know, the second, third round. That's where they can really start to add more pieces, that offensive line. Like I said, running back set, but you can add more linebackers because Leonard will need more help for sure. But early round, you just keep stacking that offense for Carson Wentz. All right, so let's turn to the other side here and talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles because, you know, their future, a little questionable. They've now traded Wentz. They've been widely reported to be trading or releasing Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, and Alshon Jeffrey. The Eagles, though, do have the sixth overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, thanks to some shenanigans in Week 17, and they do have a new head coach in Nick Sirianni. So perhaps there's some serious rebuilding in the future. Adam, what's your thoughts on the future of the Eagles, and who should they be targeting in the draft? And what pieces of the team do you think they're going to try to build around? Well, the question, you know, Jalen Hurts, are they going to give him, you know, more than the year? Are they going to just really hand him the keys? I don't think so. I don't think they've seen enough to do that with him. But I think what you can do is you have to add offensive line. You have to add receivers. They're going to let go of Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson leaving, which, you know, that, that that's not really big losses in itself right there. But mm-hmm. you're talking about the big names is Allen Robinson for agency, uh, Corey Davis. You know, then you start to go lower, like Will Fuller from Texas, Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City. Those are options for, you know, instant free agent upgrades. And the question is, will Hurts appeal enough to those guys? I'm not sure. Uh, right All after right. that, you have to go offensive line. But the thing is, the options are slim out there. You have Trent Williams, Russell Okung, both 33 years old. Then you have uh, Alejandro Villanueva from Pittsburgh, another 33-year-old. Those are the top three in, the, in offensive tackles, in my opinion. So they're going to go into the draft, and it's going to be a toss-up because wide receiver, even if they address that position of free agency, you know, looking at guys like Jamar Chase, uh, the Alabama kids, Waddle and Smith, 
Uh, but the top guy I like for them, because uh, they're going to be moving on from Ertz, is I like Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I hate to see mm-hmm. it as a Washington fan, but you put him <laughs> there in that system with Hertz, that's scary. So I would say Kyle Pitts would be definitely their top first-round option. Wow. Okay. Well, that's really good. And really interesting. They, they obviously have some serious problems. So do you think this year is a complete rebuild year for you? Like, if you were talking to an Eagles fan right now, God forbid, what are you telling them? Are you telling them, listen, you know, don't worry about it. 2021 is a rebuild year for you. Or is there any hope for them to make a splash during the regular season? Oh, no. I I think that they can – I can think – this division is not a world beater. I think with New York and Dallas, those are two situations that are definitely could go either direction. Person, again, I'm a little biased, but I think Washington sky's the limit. You you have a defense that can just keep adding pieces, and you just have to find a quarterback. I'm in the belief that this year doesn't have to be the year that you find that uh, franchise guy. And I'll keep saying it again that I see the Twitter all, all over social media. Cam Newton seems like a guy in Washington. So you look at a team like Philadelphia. If they can add a couple pieces, like I mentioned, to free agency and go into the draft and add some weapons, you're talking about if you could somehow add Allen Robinson or Corey Davis to a Jamar Chase and one of the Alabama kids, you're talking about a scary offense right away. The defense is getting a little old in the tooth, but that's where you can address those issues on day two or three of the draft. So I see no reason. And and we talk about the new head coach. This is a guy that's really got a lot of praise around the NFL – he wasn't really on my radar list, but everything I've read about him, what he's trying to do, I think if you add those pieces, Philadelphia can, again, they can be a 10-11 uh, win team, compete for the division. So I don't think it's a rebuild year. Uh, if I would talk to a Philly fan, I would definitely say, definitely be encouraged. A couple pieces, you could see a lot, but, man, they're putting everything on Hurts back, in my opinion, because if that doesn't pan out, that they're back to a square one in a rebuild. Yeah, let me ask you about Jalen Hurts now a little bit because we didn't see a lot from him. We saw him being very dynamic. We saw him run a lot. And in some ways, it reminded me a little bit of what we saw at the beginning for Deshaun Watson, maybe a little bit what at the beginning for even Lamar Jackson. Obviously, those two quarterbacks got better, managed to stay in the pocket, became better at, at really delivering the ball downfield. But Jalen Hurts, you know, what do you see in his future? Do you think he has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback for the Eagles? Um, I think if you could add the weapons, some of the weapons I mentioned, I don't think you can just go a Jamar Chase and hope he's going to be a world beater. I think <laughs> if you could double down, you know, get one of these big names of free agency, a uh, Jamar Chase, and like I said, that guy Kyle Pitts, you know, him and Dallas Goddard together, you have a yin and a yang right there. Even though Goddard is, you know, he's still a receiving tight end, you can hold him more in line. Kyle Pitts, you can send him out flex. You can do a lot of creative things with him. So I think that if you give Hurts weapons, He'll do great. Uh, you know, again, I'm an Alabama fan. I watched him there. Then I watched him, you know, when he went to Oklahoma and he had uh, C.D. Lamb. So I've seen what he could do for weapons. Personally, I won't bet against him. He can do enough things with his legs that can scare teams, and he can do enough with his arms to keep them competitive. His accuracy is, is what I question. I've question, you know, said that since day one, and that's why, you know, I even questioned if he was um, a reach in round, uh, round two when they got him. I had him more in the later round two, maybe early round three, but I think he showed enough that, you know, he'll get, he'll probably get half the season to do it, but if, if he falls flat and they just don't do well, uh, I don't see it, because I don't think that they're going to instantly give a year or two for him and see how it pans out. I think you do that with first rounders, more franchise caliber. I don't think you take a guy in the second round and hope for that, unless he just surprise you right away so I do think he will do well I don't think it's he's going to be the main reason I think the weapons they surround him I think their defense is always pretty good so I don't don't think he'll be the primary reason if he is 
he'll be their franchise, you know, to stay. But I think he's more of a guy that's going to give you 200 yards thrown a game, maybe 50, 60 yards passing, one uh, one touchdown a game. So I don't know if he's that franchise caliber yet. I have to see a lot more to even get close to that uh, final evaluation. Right. And then just looking at his numbers, they weren't really jumping off the page. They had two amazing, amazing starts against the Cardinals and against the Cowboys. He uh, did a lot of stuff. But you look at it in total – he had a total QBR of only 41.0. He was actually sacked um, an amazing uh, 13 times, essentially, in it's five starts, kind of, but only two half games and three starts. I mean, that's a right. lot of sacks. So clearly there needs some work on the line there. He'll be interested to see what happens there. So let's go ahead and turn it now away from that because we have to talk about Sam Darnold because the QB needy teams, there's a lot of them in the NFL. And Stafford, Goff, Wentz, all off the board. I don't mean to put Goff in the same category there, but he is off the board. Sam Darnold may be the next one of those, quote, big names, unquote, targeted for a trade, particularly the Jets holding the number two overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Darnold is rumored to be available for a second-round pick and perhaps a mid-to-late rounder, which could be a steal for a once-high-prospect QB that's only 23 years old. There's some possible rumored landing spots, including Washington and New England, which would be really interesting. So, um, and assuming he's traded, where do you think he would best fit in, and what is he worth? I tell you, the more I've looked at the whole situation with their new coach Robert Sla and who he brought in to run their offense and um, the Lafleur, one of the Lafleur brothers, excuse me. Um, I just mm-hmm. think they're going to stay pat. I think they'll roll with Darnold this year. I think that they, although we've heard that a second is up, you know, that, that that's what it'll take. I don't, I, this is smoke yeah. screen season and every, every, you know, we have to realize that I had Zach Wilson from BYU being as their pick early on, but um, after the new coach hire and everything that I've seen, I think they'll roll with Donald and uh, Donald. And I think they'll just continue to build the receiving core. You know, Mims is a guy I like that they got out of um, Baylor last year. Um, he's a really good building piece for, you know, a Z receiver, but they need that top receiver. They're not going to get in free agency. You know, they're not going to get that top name. So I think that you're going to see them trade back. Like you said, a QB needy team, they're going to trade back. They'll hold on with Donald, but they'll go back enough to you know, get their receiver, to get probably a starting tackle and even more. So I think they have the opportunity to really add a bunch of blue-chip guys rather than, like you said, get a second round for Donald. I think they'd rather just roll with him this year, see what they have, uh, not deal with um, you know, the maturation process they're going to have with Zach Wilson. Because although I like him, I don't think that he's going to you know, take, take over the NFL this year. I think he could have a ba- uh, Baker Mayfield kind of start, be a little shaky in the beginning, but I, I really love him as a prospect. I just don't see, you know, after the coach, the new coach hire, he doesn't seem like a fit with that coach to me. I think they'll see what they have in Donald and then, you know, like try to build elsewhere. Yep. And, of course, uh, Sam Donald having yeah, not a great year last year. Actually, almost identical QBR to what Jalen Hurts had at 40.1. So, I guess numbers can tell a different story. But that being said, Washington football team, New England Patriots, both of which looking at possibly, you know, let's upgrade at quarterback here. How do you feel if Sam Darnold ended up one of those two teams? I'm not a fan, to be honest with you. I, I, I watched him when he came out of USC, and I watched him at the Jets. It's not – if he was a free agent, this would be a totally different conversation. I, I'm definitely uh-huh. willing to, you know, have that conversation because you're talking about a totally different kind of LPD involved. You're talking right. about you could probably get him for – you know, everyone has to remember – 
with the salary cap not having that increase in next year projected at over $27 million with early projections, there's going to be a lot of one-year, two-year deals. So in the situation with Darnold, if he was a free agent, definitely. But even for a second-round guy, so that's how I'm going to look at it. You're going to look at prospecting, say, second round, probably in the 40 range, okay? So are any of those guys that we like for my team, you know, Washington, which I cover, I would say no, because I think you can go all the way to those picks. You can find receivers. You can find safeties like Richie Grant, um, one of mm-hmm. my favorite linebackers, Avon Collins. You can find guys like that. So to me, you talk about a third in package, maybe, but at a second round, I think they'd want probably a high second round. I, I would be interested. But like you said, there's QB needy teams. I think that it's more likely they're going to be talking to the Jets to, uh, to trade up. Um, right with their pick. I don't think it'll be for Darnold, but again, just my opinion, something that um, the more and more I've read into the situation, I think that, that they'll roll with him this year and focus their attention on the, um, the rest of the team. Okay. Well, let's talk about some other quarterbacks real quick, just real, real quick. There's lots of other quarterbacks. We talked about QB needy teams out there. Lots of other quarterback targets floating around Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, even Jimmy Garoppolo and Cam Newton also mentioned some of the names, potentially a quote unquote right. second tier quarterbacks available to be dealt or signed. You know, what, which quarterbacks other than Darnold do you have your eye on in terms of potential trade targets and potential landing spots? You you just named all. I'll start with Deshaun Watson. Um, the buzz is going is Carolina. Uh, they're talking about you know multiple picks. So my my board, uh, my trade package if I was Carolina is the three first round picks, and hopefully it's only going to be maybe Jeremy Chin, uh, which is going to be their second year safety linebacker hybrid. But I think they're going to want defensive end Brian Burns, which is their star uh, pass rusher. So it'll be th- three first rounds and uh, Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns. And what that's going to do is the domino effect. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to go – Houston's going to go another way. They're not going to try to get that quarterback in a trade. They've made it clear. I've heard multiple outlets they want defenders. So I think Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater will be on the move. And I think he's the fit in Washington um, right now. I think wow. that they could – you're talking about um, a second-round, third-round pick. If you're going to ask me for Donald or that with what Teddy Bridgewater's making, um, it's, it's a low-risk, uh, high-reward deal. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's probably not something I'm clamoring for because I think that the rest of the team is what needs to be the focus. This is not, this is the year for the bridge. I keep saying for Washington. I think Bridgewater is a little more above that level as a quarterback, okay. but I do see yep. him as a fit in Washington. Um, but what I see is a likely scenario. You'll see it on Twitter. The buzz is Cam Newton to Washington. Um, the connection to Ron Rivera it just makes a lot of sense. I don't see too many suitors out there for Newton. I don't think it really helped him in New England, but again, in all fairness to him, he was surrounded with nothing there, and you know he had a lot of issues there, so I'm not defending that, but I just see as a likely scenario, it would be a cheap one-year deal in Washington, so I see Cam Newton there. Um, and the guy you mentioned, uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, we've heard a lot of times mm-hmm. yep. uh, with Bill Belichick what he's trying to run over there, and I think that's the perfect bridge for him over there while he finds his quarterback of the future. I think Marcus Mariota makes perfect sense, uh, a package of probably third, fourth-round picks, nothing too early, and I think that they're going to go Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones with Bill Belichick just makes too much sense, so uh, that's what I think for those guys. Yeah, and, and I don't don't think I missed it. Teddy Bridgewater as the bridge quarterback. I saw what you did there. Nice little pun there <laughs> by Adam. Yeah, I, I love it. It's really good stuff. Anyway, yeah, those are all uh, th- all great quarterbacks to keep an eye on. I, I mean, this is going to be a really interesting offseason to see all this kind of work itself out, which, you know, and that's what we love. That's what we love about the offseason. So fingers crossed we get to see some fireworks real soon. So that brings us to my favorite part of the, the day, favorite part of any day when we're on this podcast, and that is Adam's DIR 
prospect of the week. And we got another good one this week. Adam, why don't you take it away? We're in rare territory for me. Uh, you speak to anyone, they'll tell you I really talk about linebackers and wide receivers. Those are my number one scouted guys. But for the second week in a row, a DIR is an interior offensive lineman, another senior wow. ball participant, which is Quinn Mean years. I hope I'm saying that right off from Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, he really mm-hmm. uh, opened some eyes. Uh, six foot three, 320 pounds, 82 inch wingspan, and um, arm length of 33 inches. His big hands. He actually had a minor hand injury uh, during practices, but he kept playing. Uh, he was known during the week of practice with just wearing the half shirt all week. Just this big guy <laughs> with the long flowing uh, uh, gold locks flowing in the air. But uh, no, this is a guy, seriously, like we talk about <laughs> Ali Marpet, uh, Tampa Bay had. Uh, this is a guy who I see as a clone to that guy, but probably potentially maybe a higher ceiling. You know, I might be a little ahead of myself because it's a, definitely a small, smaller school level than um, our pet came from. But Quinn Miniers from uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, I just saw him mauling guys all week at the Senior Bowl. I've just seen him do so much in the film that I've seen. And I think he's one of those guys that he's hard, it's hard to really translate as far as what they'll do in upper competition. But I think Jim Nagy with the senior bowl runs a great week, and he really put it great with him. He mentioned him as I could see him playing with anybody on any level any day simply based on his toughness alone. Uh, wow. Put it in his strength, the guy's a monster. So I really think this is a guy that – Earlier, I think before the Senior Bowl, I don't think a lot of teams have had their board, maybe even late uh, day three. But I think this guy, you're going to see a big jump, just like uh, David Moore from Grambling we talked about last week. So uh, Quinn Miniers, I definitely see him as a day three sleeper to draft diamond to keep a rough on, to keep an eye on. Uh, really like this tape, and I think he's going to definitely open some eyes next year. Well, let me ask you this question because I, I assume you're thinking he would probably be a good fit in Washington. But any thoughts on where else you think he would slide right in? Oh man, uh, talk about we talk about stay in state, Wisconsin. Talk about Green Bay, uh, uh-huh. going to you know protecting Aaron Rodgers. I think you know he's there in the fourth round, fifth round. Uh, that makes perfect sense for them. So other than uh-huh. Washington, I would say Green Bay. But to me, I just love the fit in Washington because you're going to see a lot now uh, with Brandon Schrift being the talk of Washington. Are they going to franchise him for the second year in a row or give him the long-term deal? Um, I'm in the maybe the small camp that thinks that he's probably going to walk and they're going to let him test free agency because talking about an interior guard, you know, 14, 15 million, I, I'm sorry, it's crazy. Unless you're talking about some of the, you know, first, second, or third. And I don't see him as that right. level. So interior alignment, that's why I think I've spent a lot of extra time this year. Usually it's the other side, but yeah. Um, Quinn Miniers, Wisconsin Whitewater, man, he was he was uh, definitely open eyes at the Senior Bowl. I'm going to keep it on him. It's going to be really interesting to see where he lands up. Marisa, believe it or not, the show going to the show. always go so quick. Hey, Adam, um, anything you want to promo for us this week? Of course. Um, I released it actually two days ago. Uh, we've talked about my new website that I've going, the Burgundy and Gold Report, uh, dot com. Yes. But what we've we've actually enhanced our player prospects. Uh, you know, uh, my team is is, is slowly growing. Um, it's a small team right now, but uh, we enhanced our player prospect cards. So instead of kind of the you know starter quality that I had going now, we have the real pro looking. Uh, so we have that uh, graphic with fire. All of our cards are clickable. Uh, you click any of our prospect draft prospect cards, it goes straight to their e- personalized eval for Washington. Nice. If you're not a Washington fan, it gives your full evaluation, uh, film review, YouTube, um, everything you need to know about the prospect. And, of course, uh, as Washington fans, you go on our site. All the Washington news is there. 
all of our podcasts tonight, everything's there, one-stop shop. But, yeah, the prospect cards on uh, the Burgundy and Gold Report.com, you got to go check them out. Oh, yeah, and I have to say, I am really – and I say this because um, – not because I'm just being the nice guy and you having to be my co-host, but, man, am I impressed, Adam, with what you've been able to do with that site. It is amazing. Everybody go check that out, burgundyandgold.report.com. Check it out. You want to make sure you check out the prospect cards. It is amazing stuff. And, of course, next week we have a great guest in line for you. We have Jeremy Bell, defensive back from the University of Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, Adam is going to be writing him up at the burgundyandgoldreport.com, so definitely check that out. But check in with us next week on Monday where we will be talking with him one-on-one. It will be great, great firsthand information, terrific interview. I'm really looking forward to it. I am super psyched about that, which brings us to the end of the show. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just can't tell you how excited I'm about this. Uh, I am, Adam. This is just, (laughs) just blowing my mind right now. Um, Hearing guys getting ready for the draft is, is the best thing. It's small school, wherever you are. To hear these guys' journey, man, there's nothing better. I look forward to it too, man. Yeah, most definitely. So you can follow me at FB Garbage Time. So, again, thanks again for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Peace. <laughs> I love it, the sign-off.